0: Valentine, but so many members of the audience have asked for this cover of Zombie, which is a Cranberry song that is being done by this new band uh, coming out called The Bad Wolves. And so many people have asked me to play this. That's what we're going to
1: play. People love cover songs, dude. Love them.
0: I am in that camp. I have always said about covers that what you should do is either do it exactly the same or change everything if you 're going to change it, then put your your goddamn stamp on it and make it that different
1: um, I, I keep seeing and uh, there 's probably a million examples of this, but it 's in like commercials for like video games or movies or whatever somebody will cover a song, but they'll slow it down and kind of step it down. And yeah. then all of a sudden, everything's like, oh my gosh, it's so haunting. They're playing Nevermind by Nirvana on a violin. And it's like, oh my gosh,
2: it's so artistic.
1: And like, everyone thinks it's so like such a big deal. But um, no, it, there's something just I mean, number one, obviously, nostalgia is very big right now. Um, and n- number two, like, you know something and the familiarity means a lot. It really does for people. So like there's, oh, dude. It's, it's not a shock why you know, you know, a cover of, of a song you've heard eight million times is like, man, I like I like that. Companies like this one yeah. have
0: spent millions of dollars on studies, figuring out what you like on the radio, what you listen to. Like they honestly they know this. It's the
1: red hat Chili peppers. Well, we might be wrong on that one, but like
0: <laughs> they know this. Like, actually, dude, they study how long you'll listen to something that you don't like before yeah. you'll hit another button to move away from it. Like, we know how we know what the average is. I'm yeah. not going to tell you because it's every time I think about it, it scares me.
1: They just play the Stansbury show, and it's like, all right, how oh, yeah, long nope. does it take for Ten, somebody to turn? Nine, this right, whatever, right
0: on. whatever See the up. under is. See give me, up. give me out of this, dude. I had one of the most indulgent days of my life yesterday. Okay, you would think, you would just think that having a program named after you would be enough, where you'd be like, you know what, I'm feeling pretty good about who I am. Like, you know what I mean? No, I needed more. Positive feelings yesterday. Okay. And so I just went and pampered my ass all day yesterday. All right? I left here, and I was like, you know what? I haven't spent enough money this week. Okay. I haven't spent enough money in the last month.
1: Where Sainsbury has spent plenty of money in the past month. <laughs> yeah, just bought,
0: just bought new golf clubs, irons.
1: So then yesterday I was like,
0: well. Now you got a Titleist bag, got Titleist irons. What do you got got that ping driver in there for? (laughs) How's that doing in there? Look at that. You got to get that thing out of there. So I go to Dick's, and I was like, hey, man, I'm kind of looking for one of these new Titleist D917s, you know, whatever. And the guy's
1: like, oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, you know, whatever, D917. He's just like, here's a bunch of letters and numbers, you know, whatever. And he's like,
0: oh, yeah, 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 dude, we got one (laughs) of them, right? And so they give it to me, and they put me in the simulator, and I start hitting, and I was like, I like it. And I told him, I was like, dude, it's just too much money He's like, well, good news. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, shocker. He's like, we're taking $100 off of them right now. And then, like, the other guy from like, the golf section comes walking out and he knows me a little bit, like, said, I bought enough things there. And he says to me, he's like, you know what, dude, just give him the coupons that are mailing out next month and allow him to, to apply it to this. And I was like, all right, so there comes a little bit more money. So they walk me right into it. Like dude, I could have hit that thing like crap and I was going to buy it. I got well, such a good deal on it. I was like, "All right, so dude, there I was, new driver." Then now dude, I and dude, I and I spent way more money than I should
1: have. I, but that's what I was going to say. Is it was like, "Oh, such a good deal on this. I could barely walk away. If I walk away from this, I'm losing money." Exactly right. Point. It's like, "Oh, so, no, no, you're not." So
0: just so you know, the club starts out at $500. Jeez. That's where the club starts out okay. at $500. But again, there was a $100 rebate and then there were some coupons that were available and then yeah, I spent a ton of money. See,
1: I was going to say <laughs> at least when you were talking about at least when you were talking about buying new irons, it's like, "All right, well, that's a set." Seven hundred and fifty for a set. That at least makes some sort of you know. But uh, all right, so we're talking a considerable amount of money here, though.
0: Yeah, no, I I think by the by the time I, I it was all said and done, I I think I don't know something like three twenty or all something. Right,
1: all right, all right.
0: <laughs> I mean, so like not a little bit of money. So add the irons, there seven fifty. Right now the driver like three hundred. So there's what there's a thousand. The bag another two hundred. So, dude, we're twelve hundred dollars in in the
1: last two weeks. I feel like anytime you get up, up over a comma, and obviously, I think the comma means something there. It's just you know, it's significant. Um, yeah, you love the comma. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. You reference the comma. It a changes. Lot. It changes the game. You know what I'm saying? Nine ninety nine ninety nine is a lot of money, but a sure. thousand bucks is a thousand bucks right there. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there's something there to it. Um, it's funny how some things you'll spend a thousand bucks on, and it's like, yeah, well, dude, that's life. There's other things you spend a thousand bucks on. And it's like, oh my god, I don't know, but a golf clubs. So we're in over a thousand bucks in the past month. Oh, well, well okay. over, well okay.
0: over, dude. We're at like twelve hundred okay. all okay. in. Okay, and so I don't know what I don't know what's happening. Like, and it, like this is this is how dumb I am? Because I keep going. Well, dude, I'm getting my tax return. We'll say, like, yeah, dude. But you already spent it three times. <laughs> you spent it three times. Dude, it doesn't matter, dude. You, like you, you, it can still be coming in the mailbox for weeks to come. But if you spend it six times before right. it gets here, it doesn't matter. It's like, like
1: one of those, yeah. And,
0: and I keep it. I'm like just <laughs> liberally applying it to everything. Ah, tax return. Yeah, tax return. Yeah, I want that. Right. So then I was like, all right, you're already all in on your day, right? So I was like, all right, let's break the diet today. So my friend Jackie came over last night. I haven't seen her in a while. And so, like, we were hanging out, and she's never been to Buzzbin. Like, outside, like, not to just, okay. just drink, but she's never had, like, macho nachos. Okay, okay. For those people that don't know, they're, like, serving, like, full-blown food down there now. And she's never been. So we went to macho nacho last night, dude. Delicious. And I went hard in the paint. I mean, dude, your boy, I dude, I had the buffalo chicken nacho, like, bowl. I had the chorizo mac and cheese, a piece of cornbread. Now I didn't finish everything, but I ordered it all and I just started it had, like spoons in this <laughs> and a fork in this. And I forgot, dude, I actually drank soda with it last night. I haven't had a soda and I can't tell you how long. And so I was like, man, that kind of tastes good. And I just was going. Off, man, and everything just felt so right. And I looked at her last night when we were sitting in the bar, and I was like, You know, I might as well be sitting underneath the dryer getting my nails done and waiting for the <laughs> curls to be done. Like, all I have done is pamper my ass all day.
1: You got to remind yourself you're alive every now and then. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but I just did it three days <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? I just did it a few days ago. Um, dude, the concept of like retail therapy, and I know there's probably a million dudes right now who are going to listen to this and roll their eyes, but that like that concept of getting a Not for the first time. Addicted to, addicted to the dopamine and the high of buying stuff. It's real, man. Like, it is. Like, I, I understand why some people, like, it's not my fix. Just, like, gambling's not my fix, but I get why it is. You know what I mean? Like, that feeling, that rush, that, like...
0: I'm normally not very good about spending money on myself like that. Like, I'm normally not. Like, I've been buying, again, I've been buying a lot of clothes recently. A lot of t-shirts, a lot of stuff because I've lost some weight and so like, I can need some new stuff. And then I realized, you know what? It's That's okay, though, because I never Like, I've needed to do this for a very long time, but I had such a negative body image in my head about myself. I didn't want to go clothes shopping. I didn't want to try things on. I didn't want to do that. And so now that I don't like hate it as much, but there was a little bit of me like, like, and it felt good last. I will say this. It felt good last night when I was sitting there shoving all that food in my pie hole. Like, it felt great about the fact that I didn't have to feel guilty about it anymore because I don't do it every day. And I don't eat like that three times a day and like multiple times a week. It's like every once in a while I do it. And I didn't there was like no guilt because I was like, dude, I work out four times a week. I don't do this every week. Like I, you can do one of these once a month.
1: Now, do you feel like I mean, we've talked about this with cigarettes in the past where you felt like if you if you were to smoke one cigarette all of a sudden tomorrow morning, you've got a carton of cigarettes. Um, Do you feel like, all right, I kind of like cheated a little bit there. Like today, do you feel worried that it's going to be like, you know, temptation knocking on your door?
0: I know, because I think I changed my my situation where I think because I didn't do it because I didn't cheat a lot when I first started. I don't I think I'm kind of past that where it's like once if you give me a little bit because I no longer sit there and crave things like I used to. Like, I don't sit around my apartment and go, oh, my God, I wish I could have this or I wish I could have that. When I go to the grocery store, I don't look at, like, chips and, like, cake and all that stuff and go, oh, my God, it sucks. I can't have that. Like, I'm pa- I'm kind of I'm kind of past that. So, like, when I give myself something, it's like, yes, this is good. It re- reminded me of a good, but it does kind of feel like, all right, dude, enough's enough. Like, I've had this, and now I'm almost excited then to get back to tomorrow and get, like, right back on it. Because I don't want to go. Dude, there's something about when you lose weight and people come up to you and say things like, dude, how much weight have you lost? Dude, the, you have no idea how good that feels. Like if you're a person who struggles with your body weight, like when people notice, like again, when my friend showed up last night, she said to me, she goes, dude, I barely recognize you. And I was like, That's, it's the best feeling in the world. And it makes food not honestly not taste as good as it once did. It, at least it, it, it's worked that way for me. But, dude, I went all in on an indulgent ass day yesterday, dude, and I need to pull it back. I've been getting a little too carried away recently, and I worry there's a pink slip in my mailbox today after spending a bunch of money on a driver tomorrow. I guess at least then I'll have more time to use it. Uh, Your shot at $1,000 every single hour on the program this morning. Your first one's right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now,
3: text the keyword BILLS to 200200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bills to 200-200. Rock 106.9.
0: 106.9. Welcome back to the Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. Uh, make no mistake, I am one big ol' influencer. My buddy Seth texted me. He's like, dude, I heard the opening of the show. Now I want to go out and buy new clubs. What the hell have you done to me? <laughs> dude, don't do it. Don't do it. spent way too much money. Uh, I want to remind everybody tonight I will be celebrity bartending. Uh, you know what? Let me say that differently. I will be guest bartending. I don't really like the celebrity bartending term.
1: I, I think you're a celebrity. It's going to be a celebrity will, uh, bartending.
0: I will be guest bartending. Uh, this will be taking place at Tozies and Magnolia. I believe it's 144 North Main Street, uh, 5 to 7. And they have asked me to attach a charity to it. And I have chosen Save, uh, Save 22, which is a local organization that uh, raises awareness that the fact that 22 veterans a day in this country commit suicide. That's crazy. 22 a day.
1: It's that's, like one every hour. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's like, that's, that's crazy. That's nuts.
0: And uh, I feel like we can put a dent in that. Um, and so I find them to be a very worthy cause. So I have chosen that as the charity tonight. And uh, my good buddy Jason, who is the merch guy for Mushroom Head has uh, secured a mask, I believe, signed by the band that we will be raffling off tonight. Nice. So we'll be doing that tonight at Tozy's in Magnolia. I'll be there from 5 to 7. Awesome. Looking forward to that one. I read a a story this morning that I, uh, well, I can't believe. This guy, Scott Purdy, claims he used to like to date women. All right. Right? And then he started taking a painkiller. You'll have to to forgive me here. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing this right, but pregabalin, which I I guess is also known as Lyrica. So I've looked this up because I didn't know, but Lyrica is, it says here, it can treat nerve and muscle pain, including fibromyalgia, and it can also treat seizures.
1: OK, um, I guess I want to congratulate you a little bit for not knowing about like a, a narcotic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like having to Google it as opposed to saying like, I didn't have to well, lie that time. Yeah, well, here's the Stansberry story about this one. It's like, no, you had to Google that one. So I is think it, that was a, a step in the right direction. buddy. Is it Vicodin? How do I say that? <laughs> Am is I it pronouncing Vic-edin? it correctly here? How do I say that? Right.
0: All right. No, no, no. OK, well, good. So he started taking this uh, this painkiller. Okay. Right
1: now, was this abusing this painkiller or was this him? Being I believe he was prescribed or... it. Okay. Okay. All but right.
0: I don't know if he's abusing it or not. Okay. But he says, after taking it, and it also doesn't tell me for how long because again, once you start taking pills, it takes a little while for them to build up in your body and like that that kind of stuff, right? Or it can depending on the medication. Okay. But he says once he started taking it, he noticed his libido for women gone. See ya. <sighs>
1: one of those things you got to worry about you start taking a new medication how is that going to react with you sexually like i've definitely you know heard of plenty of people who start like an antidepressant or something L- and yeah low libido. Right, right right right
0: but he's claiming it's not necessarily a low libido it's that it has switched his libido from being energized from female attention to now he says i don't find women physically attractive anymore okay i am now desiring male attention okay he says, I was with a girlfriend that I had been around, I had been with for a, around six months. said, I had never been interested in men. He says, When I was younger, I guess maybe there was a time where I was curious. He said, But that's about it. Which again is the first, I'm not going to call it a red flag, but it's the first pause. It's the first, you know, case for pause here.
1: Now, I'm not gay, but I mean, I remember being younger and thinking about, you know, dudes, but like, I'm not, all right. Okay. But, but now he says,
0: okay. But I'm on it now. He says, I'm very happy, and I want to keep on taking it because it makes me feel happy about my sexuality. It's made me feel very open. It's liberating, he says. Now, here's how I know he was always gay and right. that a painkiller didn't turn him gay. Okay. Because No, seriously, because okay. this, dude, this is like, right. this. he's 23, and he had described himself as a hot-blooded heterosexual. Hot-blooded heterosexual, which is what a gay guy thinks a straight guy talks like. That is such a stereotype of, like, that's a gay person using a straight stereotype, which, honestly, we should be shaming them for, right? But ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what this is. This was a gay man who thinks straight dudes talk like that. And I, like, again, I feel terrible for you. If you are a gay person and you have to jump through these mental hoops to to accept yourself for who you are or that you think you need to do it so somebody else will accept what it is you do i feel terrible for you that is awful having to live closeted i can't all right i once i worked in rock i've worked in rock radio a long time and i once worked with a guy who was extremely talented but hid every day and those of us that worked with him you could tell and you knew But he was never open about it on the air. He was never open about it in the hallway. Never brought like his boyfriend or now husband to like work functions. Never did it because he was so worried that rock radio wasn't ready for that yet
1: yeah dude rock radio like, would be a tough place for it well
0: there 's the one guy Jagger I know was like the one dude in Dallas, and for some reason, Dallas of all places was like, yeah, we love him, but like it 's rare
1: now if 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 you 're on you know a uh, top forty station it's you're, all you 're probably okay with you know with that there, but I can understand why. Especially, you know, the further back on the and at the story, this was way. You know what I'm saying? You're talking 15 years ago. I can definitely understand why, especially from the rock radio perspective, you you wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable doing that. Um, You're right. It is sad that like you have to go toward to something like this, where it's like, oh, this pill made me gay. It wasn't actually me being gay there. But like, I'm probably making it easier than it y- is, right? Yes, I mean of course, I am, of course, for sure, so like, right? Right? Like we're we're heterosexuals. Like, man, why can't you just embrace it? It's so easy to do. <laughs>
0: I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy. I mean, again, as a guy who has struggled with things because of you know what happened, you know what I mean? I, I can understand how how it happens. I suppose I,
1: I, I can't necessarily think though that like this is an uncommon story where like really? through addiction. You come to grasp, or at least you start to wrestle with your well, sexuality.
0: I mean, I have definitely heard of people who have said, you know, on binges, like I'd be on a cocaine binge and it gets you all hopped up that you end up doing weird things that maybe sober you wouldn't do. And and yeah. I never thought about that as, as like, oh, are you just excusing away experimentation because you wanted to experiment and so you're blaming it on it? But maybe that's exactly what that is.
1: Right. Like, Because, dude, know. let's be honest,
0: I don't do hard drugs anymore, but back in the day... Dude, if you if somebody pulled out a teen or a blow and we were lining it out, it was it was all all of a sudden it's like, well, should we just all bang now? (laughs) I mean, go I mean, it does. It
1: makes you want to do weird stuff. When it comes to like drinking, like I mean, you know, like he said, like you know, as a kid, I had these urges, suppress them. Obviously, he said he was curious,
0: not necessarily urges, but I mean, yeah,
1: right. So I mean, pretty close, close in line there. You know, how many, how many people like, oh, and then you drink. You know what I'm saying? Just, just you start drinking and all of a sudden it does it turns into like those those urges you had those things you wanted to do all of a sudden it's like yeah well maybe maybe I will do this maybe I will so like I can't necessarily be shocked that this is happening just via pills instead of you know I
0: just think it's somebody who was like you know what
1: I'm gonna say it's
0: this and that way maybe my my bigoted friends and family will have to find a way to where it's like where he's like where this isn't and I hate fault? to say this because, yeah, that's what I was going to say, but I don't want to because I don't feel like being gay is anything somebody ever should have you're, to be ashamed you're
1: of. You're at fault for. Right. right.
0: Like, you're not at fault for that. You just enjoy having sex with people that I don't. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, 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 dude, I've, I've always never understood, like, especially this country's hang up with, with the homosexual community. I just don't get it. I don't get that. But like, here's a good question. Yeah. Now that we're talking about it. Yeah. You hear this a lot now is are we ready for this? Are we ready for that? Are we ready for this kind of leader? Are we ready for this? Dude, when do we get a gay president? Right? I mean dude this I mean this has been a fight in this country for I mean, a while. I mean dude when you when I think about the fact that gay marriage is like it is how young it is, like it's almost shocking to me.
1: Um, I'm gonna put money on woman before gay, but not far. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's more this,
0: likely, a lesbian or a gay man president?
1: Uh, at that point, we're pretty close. I, I disagree. I would say I, would say I Heterosexual woman first, gay man second, lesbian third.
0: I dude, I can't believe I'm gonna say this because I worry people are gonna misconstrue it. Okay, but I think there are a ton of men in this country. Who could resolve themselves to a lesbian woman because they think she'd be staunch and tough?
1: Before a gay dude because he'd be all effeminate exactly right. And, like, and, and, and
0: dude, and- a lesbian chick, I could have a beer with her. Hey, I, th- man,
1: crack one open. I think there'd be a lot of men who would <laughs> use like the,
0: like a like a like a like a. <laughs> like a messed up stereotype of a lesbian in their head. Yeah, yeah, and then there are also, know. dude, and guys, let's be honest. Some of us are real dumb and we'd be like, oh my God, pillow fights and kissing Make in the Oval it Office. Too, too It'll
1: be kidding. amazing. Make it out, man. It's going
0: to be great. It'll be great, man. He's right. Make America a lesbian <laughs> again. Like I can totally, I can, I can see guys signing off on that. But dude, I know for a fact that I got buddies yeah. who have gay friends who do not necessarily discriminate on like a personal level. But as far as running the country goes, I think would have a hard time voting for a gay man. I do. I have buddies who would not, who would go to your gay wedding. Which, by the way, let's just call it a wedding because that's what it is. It doesn't have to be a gay wedding. Why are we qualifying it? I have buddies who would go to your, your wedding and yet I think would vote, I don't know, but I'm guessing who would vote against a gay man for president, which I don't understand that at all. I don't know why that would come into play of why, What you don't know how to do at all It's just, I mean, it's sex We all like weird things Everything's weird, nothing's normal when, Once you take your pants off, everything's strange Should probably bail out of this More Man. Sansbury show <laughs> Around the corner, you guys hang on 106.9 Welcome back to The Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Nelly, new Keith Urban, new Bad Wolves. Not necessarily new Bad Wolves, as they're covering the Cranberry song, Zombie. But I, ha- I have taken so many requests to play it for New Tour Tuesday. And uh, I'll be honest, I haven't heard it yet. But I did like the original. And uh, people seem to be hot on this Bad Wolves band, so we'll-, we'll-, we'll see what's going on with that.
1: Have you heard either of the other new songs, Keith Urban or Nelly there?
0: I may have heard the Keith Urban and not know. But Nelly's song is freaky with you, and uh, a guy that's been accused of rape Yeesh. four times over for, like, the last year or whatever the hell it's been, I, I think I would have remembered hearing that one.
1: All right, well, New Tuesday, 9 o'clock, coming up. I'm excited.
0: Um, again, we're the show that tries to not go overboard with celebrity death, but um, the guy who played Judge Harry T. Stone, the lover of Mel Torme on Night Court, he died, 65, and uh, I, I can't lie, I'm not going to mourn, I don't even know his real name, is it Harry Anderson was his real name? I don't know, I don't even know his real name, but I loved Night Court. It was one of my favorite shows, ever, and I've been saying for the longest time, in a, in a culture that's remake crazy, how are we not remaking the show where hookers appear before a judge at midnight. Like how are we not doing that right now?
1: Yeah, I mean it feels it feels right for the pick-in.
0: And now what you can make the claim is the guy that played I mean the character of Dan, like the who was what, the prosecutor. I mean he was pretty I mean, dude, it's, it, it, you know what I mean? Like a male pig. Like, I don't know if that still plays. Maybe it does. Maybe it does, I don't know.
1: Well, I was going to say, I think you kind of have two different ways to go at it there. First and foremost, I think almost anything that's going to go through the nostalgia reboot is going to have to at least take a second of self-evaluation and like, all right, what did we do back then? That is no that longer is acceptable. no longer acceptable. Or, or you lean into it and you make it the we don't give a damn, we're not, we're not going to be PC, because you have to remember, there's millions of people on that side of, the, of, of that sure. argument, too, where it's like, so, So Grouch. so so. I mean, I certainly think that either, either one's possible. Um, it would just kind of depend on, like, who was behind it. I mean, you wouldn't want, I mean, obviously, with, with somebody dying here, you're not going to get the same cast, so, like, you're probably not going to have anybody from the initial run into this next one, right? I would imagine they'd be cameos. You know what I mean?
0: Like, maybe maybe not first, second, third episode, maybe sixth episode in. Oh, my God, look, Marky Post is here. Like, I could see something like that, which, by the way, growing up, oh, my God, was she hot. Like, she was, like, the perfect, like, mid-'80s, late-'80s, like, hot woman. Like, kind of how Helen Hunt stuck in the 90s. Right, right. Like, kind of how that happened. Markie right. Post is like the perfect 80s chick.
1: She just, just and, and captures the, the whole... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she All just right. fits that. All she right. was
0: hot back in the day, dude. She could still be... I don't know. I haven't seen a picture of her in, like, 20 years.
1: Yeah, I don't know. This ran from 84 to 92. So, I mean, you know, if they, I, if they, if they, if they were in their mid-20s then... I... Loved *Night Court*, and it just feels right for the reboot. So that's that's your, if, if you're going for a reboot, if you're the executive of you know Stansbury no, Broadcasting I mean, Company. No no, 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 no.
0: For my personal viewing, okay, yes. If I'm looking for a ratings juggernaut,
1: okay,
0: I'm not sure it is because, dude. Again, the the world before it was remake crazy, it was rerun crazy. And Night Court fans will tell you it's been a little under-delivered. Now, people will tell you, well, it's on TV One or whatever it is, but you know what I mean? Exactly. I don't even know where to get it. Right. So, like, it's been a little, I don't even, like, I don't think Netflix has Night Court.
1: Yeah, I mean, you want something with a strong brand. You do. You just don't want to necessarily just pick something random out of it.
0: I, um, no, I mean, if I'm doing it, like, I mean, and this would be like, well, of course, everybody's going to think of that. I reboot Friends before I go with Nightcore. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't think it was okay. a big enough show, obviously, because I just don't see it around. I yeah. think it's one of those cult It's very much like Days and Confused. Days and Confused had a horrible, horrible theatrical run, but it's probably one of the most owned DVDs of all time.
1: I'm going with I'm going with uh, Home Improvement. That's the one to me where it's like, all right, well, that just seems like it's going to happen after Roseanne.
0: Oh yeah, because now what you do is instead of Tim the Toolman Taylor having a TV show, he's got a How to Do podcast, a podcast, and, yeah, and yeah, a yeah, web
1: series, something he, like that. He's got the
0: studio in the basement, and right? Yeah.
1: And then and then his stoner kid, you know, is fighting with him all the time, and like it just it it, it, it just seems there, you know.
0: Yeah, Home Improvement would be, and that was a massive brand. Yeah, huge hit. So yeah, yeah that's, would come a, back to that's it. a more safe pick. I, there was talks about that, right? Like, wasn't there just recently just talks that they
1: might I, do that? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously on on the on the coattails of of the success from Roseanne, right there. I think. Yeah, which I don't know. I mean, oh, th- both this, ABC this week will be. Uh, I think a telling tale. I know the first week was obviously gangbusters. Huge, the yeah. second week fell off a little bit. It'll be this week, next week, the following week that really tells the tale of Show like... Show me week is, six. Is Roseanne going to be the juggernaut that it started off as? No. I'm, well, you can't keep that high.
0: That's what I'm saying. Quite. So so the answer will be no. And this is, this is the way the world works, though. Is people who love Roseanne will be just fine with it. And the people who don't like the idea of the show will be like, look, it's... Look, Told ya. Look how much it's fallen off. Told you. And what they will never do, though, is recognize where that number fell off from.
1: Right. When you when you set record highs, you're going to come down a little bit. Exactly right. And like, at the end of the Same day... Same thing that happened with the NFL. At the end of the day, they're going to sit there and be like, whoa, dude, this show's not working. And the other people are like, oh, this show's the best show it's ever been on TV. While is just laughing, counting money, dealing, dealing with the Ford, Pepsi, all of us, bring, your, bring us your money.
0: I was at some like bar trivia night thing last night. Yeah. And um, a bunch of the questions was all pop culture and television show related. And right. you know what I realized last night? What's up? Is like, you know why why things it's not just because we're jaded. It is, dude, things have a hard time breaking through. Because when I was growing up, dude, if you had a TV show on TV. You may not have been a weekly viewer, but everybody had seen that show because you had 15 channels.
1: You don't have any other options, right? Dude,
0: legitimately, there are people listening right now who don't have Netflix. I don't have Hulu. So, like, The Handmaid's Tale is a big, huge show for Hulu. I've never seen it. Like, it's so hard now to be a massive hit. Because you not forced, the, the eyeballs aren't forced to you they were the way they were back in the day.
1: Game of Thrones, arguably the biggest TV show of the past five, six, seven, ten years. Yes. Um, but how many people don't have HBO? Probably more than what do. So you know what I'm saying? So you're right. Like, the biggest show of the past ten years. And most people huge, don't watch it. A huge chunk of the country has never even seen a second of it. You know what I mean?
0: Ben asking, isn't Last Man Standing, wasn't uh, Tim uh, you know uh, Tim Allen's new show pretty much a reboot of Home Improvement?
1: And yeah, you're right. It pretty.
0: Much was it was three daughters instead of three sons. No, I'm saying
1: I'm saying you rebooted. I'm saying it's Mark, Brad, you know, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Whatever the whole the hell. up and down. You got you got to do it. You, you can't just kind of like thinly veil it. It has to be like the Grunting and Al Borland's got to be there, and they all got to be there. It's not going to work.
0: I I agree that that would be the better fit, but that is what Last Man Standing was. They gave him three daughters instead of three sons. Um, they found a way for him to not be on TV, but he filmed videos for the outdoor store he worked at, and it's like I mean. It it was home improvement light is um, what it was
1: because it, it works you know what I'm exactly saying? right and like boy boy oh boy why does hell's Bell sound so much like you why know? does radio and tv do the same <laughs> thing over and over again well, because I don't know.
0: you it's keep coming to it because you no know, despite what we all say about it it keeps working Your shot at $1000 next on rock 1069 Welcome back to the sands radio on rock 1069 we'll uh, pass out a $1000 here momentarily uh as we were talking celebrity death Before the break And uh, obviously the star of night court Harry Anderson lost his life at 65 uh, I'm sad about that uh, We missed one the other day too Art Bell um, Legendary radio guy I used to run the board for Art Bell Back in the day when I was uh, working up in Cleveland Actually when I was still just a part timer It was like one of my jobs I had to do I had to run the board for him late at night And you did, you heard some weird things there I was telling Phantom this morning actually That if you ask me, Art Bell created the podcast like I know he was on the radio, but dude he that was not a radio show. That was a podcast being put on the radio, is essentially what that was. Oh yeah. I he mean, created
1: the podcast. It just a uh, hugely influential when it comes to that style of programming. And I mean, there's no debate in it.
0: I mean, dude, he was, you could say, yes, he was crazy, but there was, I mean, there was real amounts of talent in there as well.
1: Yeah. Coast to coast AM, obviously uh, just a legendary, a legendary radio show.
0: Another guy we got to throw in here. People were asking me, dude, are you going to talk about this at all? And, uh, and I did have it planned a little bit, but I, I think my take is going to upset some people, but okay. Maurice Reedish Jr. And I'll tell you, is the the guy who would play the saxophone outside of the queue and um, progressive field before, like, you know, Indians and Browns games and, you know, before and after and that kind of stuff. He has died. And people were asking me about this. And this is one of the reasons right here. This guy is the perfect example of what I'm always talking about, why I'm so skeptical to talk about celebrity death and why I don't ever want to go overboard. The amount of people I saw yesterday and this morning Talking about how sad this is, and I don't want to make light of it because it's somewhat local, right? And anybody losing their life is sad, but guys, are you really going to pretend you walked past this guy and didn't think to yourself, get a job, bum? Jeez, I'm man this world. All my unemployment money goes, get a job, bum! That's what you thought. Yeah. How many times did you walk by this guy and not take a dollar out and throw it in the case? Yeah. Every last time. Yeah. Every last time, dude. You know how I know? Because I was walking behind you into the ballpark and I didn't do it either. I mean, dude, every time I walked by the case, it was empty. You know what I mean? So yes, sad somebody lost their life. But the pretending that this is like, oh, this horrible thing when you didn't care, no, you didn't honestly, care. most of the time you were probably annoyed walking out of the stadium, just got pounced on by 10, probably you're like hammered drunk. They haven't served you since the seventh inning and this guy's blowing the sacks in your face. You were probably pissed. So my take, I, that's what I'm saying, is like, I don't want to talk about it, but I think people are going to be upset with me, because it's like, ah, dude, you're lying, you're lying. And I don't want to be one of those people.
1: I, uh, I was at the queue this past weekend, obviously, and it was like torrential downpours, we were going in, so I didn't necessarily notice he wasn't there, but it will sound a little different as you walk up into a, a sporting event there. It will Indeed i uh, I wish I could play saxophone if I could play any of the horn instruments, you know what i 'm saying if I could start you know
0: buddy the brown season's right around the corner okay. You're get the the you we'll get right. 're getting all the goddamn sax you can handle <laughs> all
2: right you
0: 're getting all the sacks you can handle you see the Indians kind of had like a i don 't know if it was the Indians themselves, but there was like another sidestep the other day, I guess the, 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 they do Jackie Robinson Day in baseball, which you should obviously yeah. that was like a, a huge mo- you know monumental thing that happened. And I guess they made an Indian's hat that had Chief Wahoo on the front of it and the Jackie Robinson, like, like you know, day logo on the side of it. Yeah. And they ended up having to pull the hat. And I just got to ask, who was the moron that thought, yeah, we'll just combine those two things on the same hat and nobody's going to talk about it? For 10 years, we've been having the Chief Wahoo conversation. There was nobody in that meeting that was like, uh, 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 dude, what about this?
1: Feels like God, I got thirty years. It feels like ever since uh, since the Saks dude's been playing, we've been having this conversation. Cut it
3: off at the pass. Yes, at this point, at this
1: point, this is the problem with the retirement tour of Chief Wahoo. Here is you're getting yourself into these situations where it's like you obviously have made some sort of concession, some sort of you've admitted admittance that like okay, this is not what we're moving forward with, and now that you're like because let's be real, I feel like every Indians game I've watched this year, it's been. Literally everywhere Like it's on helmets It's on hats It's on sleeves Like there's no way To miss it now And it's like I understand the, the retirement tour In the sense of like You want to sell more product And you want to get One more push out of it But like Just have a little bit Of foresight I, I, Yeah It just I,
0: I've never seen Well There's another example Of somebody tripping Themselves up On their own But I've never seen an organization get in in their own way more than this ever in my life. You keep killing this character off and then performing CPR
1: on it. Right, like, hey, don't forget about this, though.
0: Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? As a matter of fact, I heard just this morning. I haven't read this yet, so you'll have to excuse me. But I heard just this morning that the Indians are going to donate, like, a significant portion of, like, the the playoff share or, like, whatever to to Puerto Rico.
1: Oh, I know that's through Francisco Lindor. I know he's really, really. Uh, what do I want to say? Like very involved with the Puerto Rican. Efforts. I can. I can obviously understand that.
0: But I think there's obviously a little bit of that too, where it's like, all right, well, this will help us buy back some of that, some of that, some of that. You know, oh, hatred yeah. from cheap wahoo. I mean, I mean, I, well, welcome to yeah. be an opportunistic. I mean, yeah. that's And and I can't. There's no wrong reason to do the right thing ever. Right. So I'm fine with that. But. How many times do you got to have this argument publicly before you realize, dude, you lost it? You lost it. So just be done.
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, from the business's perspective, from the organization's perspective, I, I definitely see the like, guys, what are we doing here? We have another logo. You know what I'm saying? It's not like we don't have another option on this. We could have we very easily avoided this problem. And so
0: the block C, right? Everybody right. goes, well, it's kind of boring, right? right? And I, I was kind of one of those people. As a matter of fact, I said, it's the perfect logo for 2018. It's perfectly sanitized. Now, I just happen to be wearing an Indian's hoodie today from a, from a T-shirt company in Cleveland called GV Artwork and Design. And I love GV. Full disclosure, a very good friend of mine works there. Full disclosure. okay? But I love this company. And on the cover, and I'll actually take a picture of this. We'll put it up at Facebook.com slash The Show so you can see it. Some people have already seen it because I did it once before. But it is... A version of a Block C, but better. It's still kind of curved, more like the 70s-like C. And in the center of the C itself is an is like a, like a feather, straight up and down. And to me, Indians, just go to GV and pay them whatever the hell they want. Whatever the hell it is they want, pay them, make it the logo. You got yourself a good-looking logo.
1: Yeah, a good-looking logo and a little bit of like a decent middle ground there where it's like... You can definitely make the argument to, like... We're the, preserving
0: the culture and the history of the name right. and what you grew up with in love.
1: Right, 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 right. You're getting what you want out of that. But we're giving this side this. Right. We, everybody walks away. What do I always say? Everybody
0: walks away with a little bit of what they want, but not everything. Meaning what? Everybody got what they should have got. Nothing should ever be that lopsided. I think just go to GB, pay them whatever the hell it is they want, buy the logo, and use it but the next but the reason why they won't i believe i don't know this but i believe the reason why they won't do things like that is a we'll just have they'll have one of their people just design something similar if that's what they want versus paying for it and b because i believe that the indians know that the next fight coming down the pike will definitely be name of the team that we're not going to stop at logo. We are going to go to the fact that the Indians and the, the naming is is just as disrespectful as the logo itself.
1: I've brought this up before where I don't necessarily think that. I think there's a point of like, eh, Wahoo a little more offensive than the name Indians. Redskins a little more offensive than their logo. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there's varying degrees there, but I can't necessarily disagree with you that like in the future that this is going to be a continued conversation. Well, no, I
0: think it's already kind of been brought up a few times in the Wahoo discussion. I think it that will be, once you, I mean, what's the old adage your parents told you growing up? Give people an inch, they're going to take a mile. The mile will be that the Indians name itself needs to be the next fight. That's going to be the mile that they take. I'll take a photo of this sweatshirt. We'll get it posted for you. Facebook.com slash Show, And we'll give you this $1,000 right now.
3: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text-confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Rock 106.9.
0: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. we on Rock 106.9. 9 o'clock is new tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino in Northfield Park there. We'll uh, have new Nelly for you, new Keith Urban and the Bad Wolves is a band that has redone Zombie by the Cranberries and uh, people were all on me to play this so it seems like there's a lot of fandom over this particular cover so we're going to take a listen as a class at 9 o'clock find out whether or not it's good. Uh, Before the break, we were talking about the sweatshirt I'm wearing. Uh, The photo is online for you, facebook.com slash Stansberry Show there. And um, you can see uh, GB artwork has kind of reworked the C logo for the Indians, kind of put a feather in it. I feel like it's a perfect uh, compromise of the logo. You can take a look at the picture there. Um, Was excited to get into this all morning because this is going to be one of those hot-button issues, and it's actually happening here locally, Akron, Ohio this time, though, uh, where Akron City Council voted Monday. To raise the age to buy tobacco from 18 years old to 21 years old. Um, The councilwoman says here, I'm proud that tonight Akron City Council joined me in choosing a healthier future for our next generation. I'm sorry, that was actually uh, Akron Mayor Dan Horrigan. He says here, while I respect opinions on all sides of this issue, I know this legislation puts Akron on the right side of history. This initiative is part of Akron's Tobacco 21 strategy, which aims to prevent uh, tobacco use in young people. Now, nine other Ohio cities, including Cleveland and Columbus, have passed a similar law. So we're not breaking new territory here, right? Now, I had been under the impression, and maybe wrongfully, that smoking in young people, not that we had ended it, but I had been under the impression that we had like curbed it to the point to where this was no longer like a public health crisis.
1: Um, I think we've definitely made a huge dent in it. I mean, that's what you always hear. I mean, so
0: I get, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, I, I know like those dare, ad- no, not dare the truth ads or whatever it was. I know that kind of stuff worked. Um, so I guess I'm just surprised that we still need to be going after this in this manner.
1: Um, I mean, I guess you're going to get to the point of, like, at what point is eradication the goal versus, like, you know, versus reducing. You know what I mean? And, like, it's still... I don't, what, a, I don't know what their goal is. A, at the end of the day, I mean, like, and I, I'm sure Akron probably... I would assume is probably higher smoking, you know, rates than most parts of America. So I maybe maybe it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, there's places where smoking is pretty much eradicated, um, but not north there. not necessarily Northeast Ohio. So
0: I tried to look up. Does raising the age of tobacco purchase reduce the demand of tobacco purchase? And it doesn't seem to be a lot of science backing that up now i'm not using that to say this is a dumb thing to do right. i'm saying that most of the studies that deal with reduction in demand of smoking are all price based like when they so like, oh, yeah, it, yeah, like yeah, okay. raising the rate of how much they cost versus raising so i was looking to see do we have a similar study that says raising the age does the same thing because you make something more expensive the demand goes
1: down yeah um But it's just funny because like, at the end of the day, you, I, and everyone else know that it's primarily poor people smoking cigarettes. You know what I mean? And like, pricing them out of their hands shouldn't be that hard to do, but somehow or another...
0: Wow, dude, price heroin out of somebody's hands.
1: Poor people keep coming up with that money. Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know how either.
0: I was playing golf with some buddies the other day, and a couple of them are smokers. And just casually. And I, I even told them, I was like, dude, if I could smoke like you, I probably wouldn't quit. But... They were telling me that they were paying like 695 7 bucks
1: a pack. I didn't say 7. It's probably right right on where you are at this point, bro. Like if you oh my god, the money saved. I I look back, Thousands I, I look dollars. back on it and I, I mean cigarettes probably 5 bucks when I was really smoking and like I look back on it and I'm like where did you get that money? You were poor then. Than you are now. And yet somehow or another, every day I had that 560, you the know, justification, every man. single day I could find that. So the natural
0: then course of conversation will take us to this place with raising the age of tobacco to 21. So I can die from my country, but I can't smoke cigarettes. Well, that's not exactly what's happening here. You just can't buy them in the city limits of Akron.
1: Which flies in the face of when we were talking about guns and, and, and well, should they raise the, the, the limit to 21? Should you be 21 to have to buy a gun? I was very anti that because I was like, well, how can you tell somebody, a legal adult, that they cannot buy illegal products? But obviously you can. I mean, like, uh, obviously it's very possible to do and legal to do. Absolutely it is. I,
0: I, I... Now, what I will tell you is instead of This is the conversation that actually needs to be taking place in this country, but never will. Okay? The only place you'll ever hear this is right here. Which is, by the way, is probably why you are here. But the conversation that really needs to be taking place is not whether or not you should be able to buy booze and cigarettes at 18 because you can go to the military. The conversation that needs to be happening in this country is we need to change the age of adulthood from 18 to 25. You are not a grown-up at 18 years old. I'm sorry, you are not. You are a baby at 18. Anybody over the age of 35 will tell you that, that at 18, you are a baby. And that with the conversation, dude, right now, parents, if you're 55 and you have an 18 year old kid, is that an adult? Hell no, you can barely keep, they can still barely keep the room clean. Not that a 35 year old person can't be messy too, all right? Yes, but come on, we know that's the real conversation is that the human being, the human race has to admit that we have placed adulthood at 18 because back in the day when we did that, The conversation was being had like this. Well, you used to get married at 14 and die at 17, 18. You're an adult, man. That's how that came about. It is ridiculous. More and more studies have come out just this year, just this year, that tells us that adolescence lasts on average to 24. Meaning what? That in most people, it's going to be much, much higher than that. Later than that. That's the conversation. Not should you be able to buy booze at 18, whether or not you're actually an adult before you hit 21. The answer is no. And what's the deal with changing that to 21 now? Most young people live with their parents till they're 30 anyway. What's the difference? What are you in such a hurry to go do? That's the real conversation. It's much like the driving age in this country. You know when the driving age is 16? because parents have to go to work and kids have to get to things. That's why we did that, that's convenience. It's not because you're ready to drive a car at 16, it's not because you're responsible at 16, it's because your parents have to work till seven o'clock and you gotta go to football practice. That's why, it's convenience brought us to this place. Convenience brought us to the place of 18 being the age of an adult because we needed people to serve in the military. Because we were in and battled in multiple wars and it's like, well crap dude, get them all in there. Convenience brought us to this place. It is absurd to think that you were a grown up at 18 years old. It is absurd. Because I know all the arguments. So I can sign up for sc- s- you know student loans at 18. 18- yes. But maybe should you be able to? I don't think so. No, you probably shouldn't. Guess what, surprise. Adulthood starts at 25. And honestly, if I'm being really honest, it's more like 35. We have Lewis Black tickets. He's playing in October. Tickets go on sale. I believe this uh, these are beat the box office. I believe it's Friday morning, 10 a.m. We'll get you hooked up with those Lewis Black tickets next on Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Come back to the Stansbury Show on Rock Nine. Passing out those Lewis Black tickets here momentarily. Uh, before the break, we were talking about how Akron uh, voted to raise the age to buy tobacco from 18 to 21. Now, there's a lot going on in this conversation. And I just kind of made the point that I think the more, uh, you know, a uh, conversation that should be being had is, is 18 really the, the actual age of adulthood? I uh, maintain I don't really believe that it is. Now, this young woman, Victoria, wrote in and gave me her story, which completely flies in the face of my opinion. Okay. She says here, just, I I just want to add on your statement. She goes, I enlisted in the military at 17. By 19, I had my car paid off, an apartment. I was going to school full-time and working. I'm now 22. I have a full-time job at a fire department. And uh, she's like, and I'm currently house shopping. Now I know a lot of people don't fit that demographic, but to change the age of adulthood would greatly set back those who have matured early, just a thought. And so I responded to Victoria, and I and I will respond now via the show as well, um, that her case specifically flies in the face of what I'm suggesting for sure, absolutely. And there's no doubt that I'm going to be able to find a ton of those when you think about how many people live in this country. I would still maintain that I bet that that story is more rare than not and that she's more towards the end of an outlier than she is like you know the the actual reality it's just I think that there my whole point was there's a flip side to the well, I can join the military, but I can't have beer or I can't buy cigarettes. There's a flip side to it. It's like, well, maybe you shouldn't be able to do those things as early as you can. Yeah, I, that's all my that's all my statement is.
1: I, I definitely take your point, and I, I understand what you're saying. It's just a very would be a very complex thing to do. I to mean, change, what yes. do you do? What do you do if you're uh, if, if you're if you're 22 and you have a kid? And it's like, well, you're not an adult yet. Right. You know what I mean? Well, you can't sign a contract yet. And it's like, what do you mean? I mean it, of course, I'm able to. I mean, it's so. it's, it's
0: a hard thing. Yes, it, there's a it's it's very convoluted. But I believe that convenience brought us to the place of these ages of driver's licenses at 16, voting at 18, enlisting in the military. I believe necessity and convenience brought us to these things versus what we actually know to be proper. And yes, changing it would be upsetting the apple cart, and I don't know if it would be worth it in the end, just that there's a flip side to the argument of, I, at 18, I should be able to buy you know, booze or whatever. I just think there's a flip side to it. I saw this, wasn't necessarily planning on talking about this because I didn't even know until just now, but I'm reading now that there is a new poll that has come out that shows that Facebook has a major, major credibility issue. Now, Shouldn't be surprising because they just suffered this huge PR nightmare, right? So I'd be more interested to find out what these numbers were really like before that information broke versus after. But they say here, Fantone, that 92% of people that are on Facebook, these are Facebook users, 92% of that group say that they cannot believe what they read on the social media
1: platform. They cannot believe it. Well, I mean, I think I probably fit into that 92%, but it doesn't necessarily mean, like, everything on Facebook is false. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is written a little open-ended. Yeah, like, uh, that's not exactly clear with what they're trying to say there, I don't think.
0: I don't believe so either, because you and I, I think, would agree that it would be foolish... For somebody to pull up their Facebook page, look at something, and take it on face value as just fact. Of course. Without thinking through a little, you know, cognitive, like, is that really right? Or this and that, maybe look up another source to find out. It would be foolish to take things on its face and right. just take it in. So I would think that that number. I mean, well, 92% is pretty, pretty close. Much so there's 100. always going to be weirdos out there. You know what I mean? So, like, I,
1: I could see that. So, but, but but how many people, though, how many people just hear what they want to hear? That, I think, more than anything, is, is that 92% self-reporting and them saying, well, of course I don't believe everything on here because I'm a smart person. But when it comes down to it, when you're on your personal Facebook on the crapper or ignoring your wife or whatever you're doing, you are believing everything that's popping up in your news feed. You don't want to think you do because, of course, you don't because you're a smart logical person. But end of the day, yeah, you are. You're just reading it. It's t- it's confirming your bias and you're going with it. I all right,
0: I I I have to throw myself under the bus here. Okay? I believe what happens to me is probably what happens to a lot of people. That I don't end my day believing everything I I read on Facebook or seeing online, but I start out the post believing it just fine. Right? I start out in the bathroom like the rest of you, scrolling through my timeline. Can you believe this? They're going to do what? And then I stop for 20 seconds, and I think to myself, idiot. It's the internet. And morons out there have nothing better to do than create this stuff and put it out there because they're bored in their lives. And so dude, think. Sansbury think.
1: Yes. I mean, there's people out there who are just going to troll. There's also the concept of... I mean, the we, onion is the original troll. We, 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 we've we talked so many times about like, well, if you're getting played against each other, I think that's something that we're also like, well, I'm not getting played. Everyone else is getting played, but I'm not getting played. Look at these morons here. falling right, for right, it. Right, 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 right. Where it's like, if you think some of these stories that you're outraged about aren't intentionally put there to outrage you and you're whether crazy. that's your side, their side, whoever side you're on, I mean, it's, it's there to make you mad one way or the other. So it's like, if you don't see that, recognize that. And if, if you're still allowing it to make you mad when it was intentionally put there to do so, I mean, you're getting played. Yes. And like to say yes. that it doesn't, like, I mean, I know, I know I I know know that it's like, well, well, of course the people screaming the loudest are going to get the most attention or whatever, but if you think that the extremes aren't getting highlighted on both sides, when honest to God Americans, when most people are really just like, dude, I don't care, I'm just somewhere in the middle, I just want to get through my life, I want to get through my day-to-day, but it's like, nope, nope, it's all sanctuary cities, and everyone's going to give their kids hormone blockers, or it's all, everybody's the most racist piece of crap on the entire planet, It is, and, it, and those are the only two things that you get to hear, so it's, it's like, well, no. Well, you know what's
0: crazy about the internet is this. Is that everybody, dude, everybody on the internet's obsessed with getting you to admit how diverse the world is and how great it would be if we could all just acknowledge how diverse it is and yet. All the narrative is is that there is no diversity; that it, everything is black and white. And I don't mean colors of people. I mean that that they will never agree, though, that there is diversity in how people think and the extremes of what we're, of what they think and maybe in their thing. And I have said this before too, where it's like I believe the political party system kind of ruins this a little bit in the sense that you believe, okay, I'm on this side of the aisle, and so to then to to engage in the debate, then you need to fall in line with everything on that side of the aisle. And I think that's crazy. I think it is. I think. As- As a person who leans left, there's plenty of things in the Democratic side of politics that I look at and go, okay, well, that's just dumb. Like, that's just dumb. And even though I lean left, I don't have to die with the ship. Something has happened with people where you feel like you have to go down with the ship of the side that you align with most. When in reality, I'm willing to bet if we actually, all of us, my hand full on raised here, if all of us got more educated on the political system and what is inside that party, we would find out, dude, I'm not as far into this camp as I thought I was. I'm actually more in the middle over here. I'm more there. But we fight against these things and you end up staunchly on a side that I think in the in in, at the onset you weren't really at that place but it's more about the person you're arguing against and so now you're like no no now I just want to win and now I just dude once that competition in you know gets moving around in your brain dude you just become a different thing. But I I believe I'm like a lot of you where initially I believe something because I almost there's something in my brain where I want it to be true because I'm allowed to be angry then. And that feeling just feels good. It's almost like sugar coursing through your brains. It's so like sugar, when you put it in your body, and it's like, oh my God, dude, I'm amped up for the next 10 minutes. But then here comes the huge crash. It's very much the same thing. Like when you're engaged in the debate and thing, I'm kicking this person's ass. I got all the facts on my, I got the facts on my side now. And you start doing that, you feel great. And then an hour later, you're like, why did I do that? I'm such a turd of a person. I don't even care about them. And yet I allowed them to affect my whole afternoon via this keyboard in my goddamn pocket. It's, um, dude, the whole thing's a mess. You're fighting for a ship that you actually don't even really want to be on. It's crazy. Lewis Black playing in October. Tickets go on sale this Friday, 10 a.m. We do have Beat the Box office set for you right now, though. We'll take caller number 25 at 1-800-243-7625 on those. Get you hooked up with a $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. Good
3: morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best
0: morning ever.
3: Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106. Na- rock
0: 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online at wrqk.com. And... Doing new tour Tuesday for you at 9 o'clock. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Rock Rocksino, where you're getting new Nelly, new Keith Urban, new Bad Wolves. That Bad Wolves is a cover of uh, the Cranberry song, Zombie. Interested to hear that. I like covers.
1: 9 o'clock coming up sooner than you think, dude. It's already 8.
0: Yeah, today is flying by. Uh, I'll, I'll see you all tonight at Tozy's and Magnolia, 144 North Main Street. Um, I have just heard from Albert Wooden that he has picked up a grab bag full of merch materials yeah. from the Mushroom Head Camp nice. that we will be passing out tonight at Tozy's as uh, I will be guest bartending and uh, attaching the charity Save 22 to it, which is an organization that raises awareness that 22 veterans a day commit suicide in this country. And we feel like, uh, well, they do ultimately that they can put a huge dent in that, and uh, I'm uh, willing to help out the best way I know how. Yeah,
1: you know, I did a little pat on the back, Stansberry, right there. Obviously, a very worthy cause. Um, Stansberry, a very capable bartender as well. So, you know, if you've ever uh, if you've ever wanted to uh, to come out and meet the man himself, this is a great opportunity, and obviously a uh, a great you know charity to support here.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't believe I've ever been in the Magnolia area that I know of. I never know where the hell I am though. No, it's
1: tough around here I'm like, where am I? Where am I? What's, what's is this, it Perry? Is this Perry? Is this Maslin? Jackson, what? Where, where do Canton? I live? What? North Canton? Where, where where is is this? This? Southwest side? Where are we? Why did we create
0: all these names to make people feel less than? <laughs> I don't know Why did we do it?
1: Exactly Interesting
0: Um, alright I know the Cavs play tomorrow Yeah, they do uh, 0 1 against the Pacers so far. Yeah. I feel like the Cavs are probably going to pull this one out. The, uh, the, the overreaction on TV yesterday was crazy. It was all Tristan Thompson's drama is a problem for the Cavaliers. And it's like, guys, dude, every NBA dude on the court is swinging that D around every night after them games are done, dude. Like, come on now. Like, come on. It's a story because he dates a Kardashian. Every last one of them dudes is swinging at D around every chance
1: they get. Don't be naive. And I think it's pretty fair to say that not even that big of a deal to them. They're still together. They She's moved on. She, 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 you know, it's going to be in an
0: episode of the show, which is in. I mean, so she knew.
1: Yeah, they they have a child together that they are like going to raise together. It seems so. Like, I mean, yeah, you can say there's so much drama, but like at the end of the day, you cheating on your wife or your pregnant girlfriend is going to be a huge deal for some reason or another when you get into the celebrity territory and like eh, yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> no big deal. I, uh,
0: yeah, I, I don't think that this, first of all, I don't think LeBron's getting sides and they were showing the video of LeBron Snapchat from the you know first part of the season where he kept calling the Kardashian show, like the, like the, like the camera people who were showing up at like the practice facility. He's like, Hey, look, look, the S show is here. The S show's here. It's like, yeah, that was months ago. And he did kind of like express some concern about like what may happen here. But if you think that that's what made them not hit threes the other night. I think you're nuts. I, I I just don't see that to be the case. Now, the Browns, not wanting to be outdone. No, of course not. They don't want to be outdone in the dysfunction department because, you know, they'd like to keep that record, you know, perfect. There are rumors now, and again, I'm hoping this is smokescreen, but according to some reports, the rumor is now the Browns will look to trade the first pick to the New York Giants, Ooh. and we will then take their second pick because we want Josh Allen anyway, and then they're going to turn around and trade their fourth pick to the Buffalo Bills in exchange uh. for the number 12 pick and then some more. Now, uh. if you're going to move out of a pick, move out of four yes. versus one. Yes. Okay? Yes, 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 That's a, yes. Okay? Now, I am more prone to be on the side of thinking that Scott, from winning for next year, Yesterday at 8 a.m., was which is there are so many game changers at four, though it's crazy. Right. Because you got a running back that's a game changer at four, you got Minka Fitzpatrick in your secondary that's a game changer, you got Bradley Chubb on the defensive line that's a game changer. There are guys who can positively impact your roster next year at four?
1: I think, I think most times you're going to tell an NFL team, especially an NFL team as bad as the Browns, is that you take the best available player. The Browns unfortunately not able to do that this year because they have to get a quarterback, but the good thing is, is they're going to get a quarterback if they keep these draft picks, and they will still have their pick of the best available player in the draft, because that's the truth, is no matter which quarterbacks go one, two, three, none of them are going to be as as, as day one ready as any of those other three dudes that we just Much listed. Much
0: like last year, Miles Garrett was a, more, right. was a more impactful player day one than a rookie quarterback would have been, yes.
1: So you're getting you're getting your impact player day one who's going to come in and make a difference with that fourth four, pick, right. and you get your quarterback. I don't know, if if you don't take advantage of that situation in front of you, I don't care what ransom comes in front of you. If you don't take advantage of that, dude, I'm going to have to give the regime quite the cross-eye here.
0: I would agree. I You and I are in lockstep here. I and i can't believe i'm I, th- th- this is happening but you know dude i said it the other day and it's true you know who's skyrocketing up my personal draft board not like it matters is josh rosen from ucla i had been cold on rosen i felt like there was a jamarcus russell quality there where it's like all the talent in the world can rip it but i worried that little too california cool little too smooth little too i don't that maybe the preparation wouldn't be there day in and day out, that the work ethic might not be there. And what made me like Sam Darnold is he feels like a lunch pail to the job site kind of guy, first in, last out kind of guy. Sam Darnold. No, I don't know that. It's just a gut feeling. I could be wildly wrong about both these guys, to be honest with you. I uh, but Rosen is starting to drive up my my draft board just because he is. There is no denying, even though I have been a Darnold guy, that Rosen is more pro ready right now for sure. It it can't be denied. You can see it on film that he is starting to move up my draft board a little bit, Josh Rosen. So if they go Darnold or Rosen, I'm fine either one there. I think if you go Josh Allen, you got to be careful there. I think, uh, dude, it feels like an overcorrection. And it feels to me like I get that Josh Allen has a high ceiling, high motor. He's got a high ceiling, man. I, you know, all these platitudes people use with this stuff. But I just, I feel like he, are we really the project quarterback team? Like, is that really what we want to be doing? Like, go get me a guy who can legitimately play, and then two years from now find me a project and work him through the draft and then build, you know what I mean, and do that. Like, like But find me a guy who can play right now.
1: Cleveland Browns off-season training started yesterday. Yeah, I saw the, the videos. It looked good. I was going to say, here some commentary from head coach Hugh Jackson. Oh, cool. Thanks.
2: How we doing, man? Good. good. Woo-wee. Well, what an exciting morning to have all you men back.
3: Winning starts here. Starts today. Starts right now. Why did you come back here today? Two years of pain and suffering and hardship where toughness and grit and determination was built. That's not enough. This morning, 8.02 a.m., that's when the work started. That's when the journey now starts.
1: What will the 2018 Browns team legacy be?
0: That's a good question. Pretty open-ended there. You know who I'm excited for right now? It's not me. It's not you. It's not you, the fan. It's not the season ticket holder. It's none of those people. I'll be honest with you, and I just thought about this just right now. But having brought his name up just earlier in this conversation, I am really excited for Miles Garrett. Like, I'm pumped for him. Because Miles Garrett might end up being the defensive Joe Thomas. Now, what I'm obviously not going to have the consecutive snaps. We've already seen that, right? And that's a freak of nature thing. My point is, is that Miles could end up being that legendary on the defensive side of the ball for this organization, could find himself walking into Canton, Ohio, and have the story of, dude, when I started with the Browns, we were 0-16 one year. And then look, we turn into a playoff team. God willing, a championship team. I mean, that guy can see that happen in his career. He could go from 0 16 to champion for what his potential of years in the league could be. Could. We'll see. I am choosing to be positive this morning.
1: I like it. I like it. You see Josh Gordon sign for another year too yesterday. So Yeah, I like it. Yeah.
0: I mean, dude, if you're Tyrod Taylor, the guy who's going to start under center at quarterback, don't you love knowing that Josh Gordon's going to be there?
1: Jarvis Landry and Josh Gordon.
0: You could do. I mean, dude, Work our wide receiver core. I could you not argue it's the best it's been since the eight, since the cardiac hit, since like the eighties, right? I can't remember our dude. I remember people are going to go Braylon Edwards. Okay, who's on the other side of Braylon Edwards? I can't remember the last time our receiver core was at least this talented on paper. I can't wait to see what this looks like with the route running. Dude, our buddy Dustin thinks we're winning a road playoff game this year. And we'll dude, see. Here's the thing about him. What's the thing? Here's the thing with Dustin. He's an Indian rain dancer. He dances until it rains.
1: Just keeps going. Until just it keeps rain. going. You're
2: 100% <laughs> you know I mean? right there, so dude. So he's an Indian 100%. rain
0: dancer. He just, he, that boy going to dance until it rains. And I told the story. I took him to the game last year, like early August, and they got beaten like the third quarter like terribly. He looked like a 10-year-old kid who dropped an ice cream cone. <laughs> <laughs> he totally did. He looked just like that. But he keeps saying telling me that they're going to win a road playoff game, and here's the thing: this, I, dude, he's going to keep saying it until they do it, and so like eventually he's going to be right, right? Or I'm going to die. One of those two things is going to happen. Dude, what if he's right and we got to take that idiot to a road playoff game? That's our deal, you know that, right? That I do we, know that. that I do. We, that if we make a road playoff game, not only do we, I have to buy the three of us tickets, and then we got to take him. And dude, he won't fly. He says we have to drive so he can give me grief the whole way. He's
1: only listening to Bernie Bernie on repeat the entire way. That's the only song we're playing.
0: He was like, "Dude, he's like it's sax free the whole Jeez. way. Bernie Bernie says I'm trash talking you, Sansbury the whole way." I Honestly, dude, I almost want to be miserable that weekend because it would mean a road playoff game. How great would that be, man? I don't believe the Browns are going to trade out of one and four. I think it's probably impossible that they trade out of one or the other. I don't see a trade out of both positions. I just think there's too many holes to be filled. Now, I know you can pick up more picks with the fourth thing, but, dude, I don't know. Man Barkley, a game changer. Again, you got Fitzpatrick and Chubb. There's a lot, a lot of gamers right there. I think you take the pick at four. Your shot. At $1,000 is right now. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on rock 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. New Nelly, New Keith Urban. Bad Wolves covering the Cranberries. We're getting into that. I'm interested to hear that. I, uh, I love covers. And so I'm interested to see how that one goes. So Canton is going to be taking a new approach to battling a pretty serious uh, problem facing not only this city, but every city in America, which is domestic violence. Okay. And uh, this is a cause worthy to try to make a huge dent in, right? So there are obviously loopholes in Ohio law that will allow a violent abuser to buy guns and the state we, we here in the state also have no central registry for protection orders, allowing abusers to walk free when they should have been arrested, um, which that seems
1: crazy with
0: the Internet today.
1: Yeah, the lack of that seems crazy. The lack of like collaboration between organizations often makes me like, wow, like, how is that even possible? And it's not like you. I'm not saying like, boy, that's CPD's fault or that's whoever's fault. But it's just like the technology is there. I don't. Go how does the, it not work? I don't I mean, go to the
0: doctor very often. But every time I do, they tell me exactly when the last time I was there was and 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 when and the last time I was in another doctor's office was because everything's kind of like combined. How do we not have that in the day and age of the internet with abusers of domestic violence issues? I can't believe that. That I find that hard to believe. That that we can't find a way to make that happen. Now, a lieutenant with the Canton Police Department said, our violent crime is a whole in the city way down, but we noticed that domestic violence in particular is not. So what they've decided to do is have a group of officers and, uh, and some other you know, um, you know, county officials and the like follow up on domestic violence cases. So the group will form out of 14 police officers who will visit addresses where they've been called out for domestic violence calls in the past. And what they are going to do is drop off pamphlets, which will give information for both the victims on how to, how to react and how to do things, maybe how to call and get the right help that they need. But then there will also be information for the abusers as well to like, how do I get help for this? How do I, you know what I mean? How do I, you know, handle my anger? How do I, you know, how do I do, how do I work this out in a positive manner versus doing what I've been doing?
1: That's a really, really important. And I think positive step there where yes, I am not trying to negate what victims go through or anything like that. But at the end of the day, if really what we're trying to do is prevent cases of domestic violence from happening, it starts there with the abuser.
0: There are uh, th- I I believe this woman's name is Shelly Curran, says that this is kind of a two-pronged approach, which would they have not done before. She is the executive director of Domestic Violence Project, and um, she says they're scared, and that's what they contact us and say maybe they'd like an advocate to be present or somebody that they feel more comfortable with than just like 14 police officers. So they're going to partner with the cops themselves, and only other, only a few other places in the nation are taking this kind of approach. Now, she does address what I was worried about which is that concern that this might make an abuser take it out on the victim. Because, again, what they're talking about doing here is just showing up at houses where they've once been called out before. They're not talking about going to a call and then doing this. They're talking about going to a house, knocking on the door, and saying, hey, we've been called out here before, before for this. Just checking up. Here's a pamphlet. And I do worry that that's going to make somebody who is prone to smack somebody around want to smack that person around. I do worry about that.
1: I agree that I worry about that. Isn't that just going to happen, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're the kind of person who's going to do that, you were going to do that anyway, in my opinion. Like, yeah, maybe that's the thing that gives you that little poke that one time, but you were going to find that poke somewhere.
2: Uh,
0: yeah, okay. I um. Is there any credibility to the argument of, well... Even when you're talking about something like this and it might happen anyway, do you really want to put your foot on the gas of it, though? Like, do you really want to be the catalyst? I I, I don't know.
1: I, I I mean, I guess it's just like to me, it's like the foot's already on the gas. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if, you know, we're, we're already pulled over, man. So he, <laughs> you
0: know? Well, I mean, so here's what she has to say. She says at first was concerned that a step like this would make an abuser take it out on the victim. But she says the 14 person team and the training Canton police are going to go through make her feel like they'll have it under control. It says on there that this is initiated by police. She's talking about the pamphlet now. Or I'm sorry, this is actually the lieutenant uh, from the uh, camp police department says, look, on the pamphlet, it says that this has been initiated by the police department. The victim has no say in this. This is not on them. They have not asked us to come back out to do this. Okay. Now, I love the fact that it says it on there. But what that statement implies is that the person who thinks it's okay to put their hands on another grown-up person to handle their anger you're implying that that person can use reasonable judgment to read that and go, oh, okay, not her fault, not his fault. I think that's applying a lot of benefit of the doubt to that.
1: Yeah, the people that might not necessarily deserve that benefit of the doubt i guess at this point though it's like is there a, is, is that is that enough of a reason for this for this not to move forward like it's it, it's it's you're already in a situation where you're you're dealing with essentially people repeated beha- patterns of behavior here where it's like yes you we if we if you've called us out once you've called us out 10 times you know what i mean so it's like at this point i would
0: imagine most calls don't do, go once right do, multiple we, do, times.
1: do we change do we change how we're that. approaching this As opposed to just letting it happen.
0: The Canton police do admit that they think domestic violence statistics might go up right after the implement of the program only because victims might become more comfortable reaching out. Long term, however, they say, don't get scared of the numbers immediately next year. That let's think long term about the solution of the problem and that 10 years down the road that you may see the numbers
1: severely decrease. God bless you with that message, Canton Police Department. I think that's a really hard thing for people to do, though. I really think that's a hard thing to say, hey, take a step back and allow allow, allow this to develop.
0: in oh, the way the average human being invokes Ugh. numbers into an argument today. Yes, those numbers that people Shoved down your throat on any given subject. Never have context in them ever. It's always just, well, this stat says this. It's like, well, okay, but where, how, how is it implemented? What about this? Did they factor this in? Dude, stats can, I mean, dude, as a guy who does reads enough studies, you can make a, dude, I can make a study. Honestly, I could put a study in the field today that shows you 100% approval of what the president's doing if I formed the questions properly enough. It's like you got to be careful with invoking numbers in your argument like that. Officers are still going through a couple of more weeks of training before the police department will launch the program. Again, I don't, how much training do you need to knock on the door and go, here's a pamphlet about why you're wrong? I don't know. They says there's no additional cost to the police department except the cost of printing the pamphlets, and I'm guessing that's going to be pretty low. So ultimately, if you're worried about the tax burden all that, probably shouldn't be. This is a worthy thing to put a dent in. I, I, I'm not arguing that. But I everything I've read about domestic violence is, dude, that this is volatile and that I do worry that what happens as soon as that door is closed and the cops are down the street that it that that situation gets ugly. And again, I'm going to make this a man's issue for, you know what I mean? Hitting a woman. I know it happens both ways, but I just worry this is going to get ugly for a a woman in Canton and her kids are going to be hiding underneath the bed because we just happen to knock on the door and go, hey, we know six months ago this happened. Read. I, I, I just I, I like that something's gonna be done. I worry about the negative reactions of what will happen here. More Stansbury show right around the corner. You guys hang on. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We'll start new Tier Tuesday coming up at nine o'clock. New Nelly, new Keith Urban, new bad wolves. I uh before oh, well, earlier in the program, we were talking about this hoodie that I'm wearing uh, that is made from G V Artwork and Design out of Cleveland. It's uh they took a swipe at changing the logo of the Indians. And it's got a C with a feather running down the middle of it. You can see it at my Instagram, which is dan.stansbury, or uh, the Facebook page, which is facebook.com/slash Stansbury Show. Um, a lot of people commenting on it. A lot of people, one guy actually tells me, he's like, dude, it's cool, but it looks a little too minor league ish for me. And I disagree. I don't think it, look, it looks like a minor league logo at all. I actually never thought of that. Um, I think it's a perfect compromise, but, you know, I could be wrong. But again, you can check it out. Again, Instagram, dan.stansbury, facebook.com/slash Stansbury Show. Alright, Um, I said to Fantone, as we were coming out of... Alright, I guess I should set it up this way. When music gets played in this studio, something... That Fantone and I have started doing forever and ago. That I don't know. I it must bond us together in some way, or the, I, but it's something that we have both. I don't know who picked it up from who. But I don't know, who, but we do it now. Where we take lyrics from songs and then we just make them standard sentences. Like in that last Def Leppard song, he says, "I want to touch you." And so, what we'll do is go, "Yeah, Def Leppard, they
1: want to touch you." Yeah, you gotta touch them. <laughs> Def Leppard, he's ready to touch you. Yeah, they gotta touch them. Okay, they gotta do something. Yeah, we do. We right? do it all and the so time too. We do it all the time, and nobody else does it. Like, I'll be in the car and I'll say something like that to my girlfriend, and she's like, "What are you? What are you doing? Like, what are you talking about?" I get caught
0: doing it all the time around other people, and they're like, "What is what? happening right what? now?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. You're not Phantom. Wow. You have no idea what I'm trying to do right no now. No idea." And it made me think of it, because in that Def Leppard song, he does scream, I want to touch you, like in the middle of that, right?
1: Yeah, because all he's got is the photograph there. He wants to
0: actually touch her. I get it. And I said to Fantone during that, because he, he kind of did that after. He's like, yeah, the, you know, they want to touch you. I was like, dude, have I ever told you my Def Leppard I want to touch you story? No, what happened? And he was like, no, I didn't realize you had a Def Leppard wants to touch you story. But I do. Full disclosure, I have no idea if this is interesting. Like, <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I have no clue, right? I, I'm suspicious that no, right? But I remember I was hanging out at my buddy David's when I was a kid. And we were watching MTV, and we were young. Like, honestly, like, like, we had switched from watching Thundercats to MTV. so Okay, like that,
1: just made the switch like, there. Okay. Like, So,
0: like, that tells you the age. I mean, riding my bike home after, you know what I mean, hanging out at his house for dinner at, like, six. Like, that's the age range, right? And I don't know what had been happening, but there was no knife control in this country back in the day. <laughs> a little joke there. And I had a pocket knife. And we were kind of opening it and playing with it and kind of doing stuff. And I guess I had never heard that line in that Def Leppard song. But I remember the video and like the chick in the video was super hot. And they kind of had her dressed up like Marilyn Monroe. I'm pretty sure that's that video. Right. And so, like, you're kind of a young boy. You're kind of coming into your known and you can recognize boobs. You oh, know what I yeah, mean? That's so like, all oh you can think of.
1: Boobs, man. I, Dude, I'm telling you, man, something could just kind of sort of look like boobs to me back then. And I was like, oh my God, look uh, at him.
0: You're not that far now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> dude, you're, really,
0: you're really not that far now. If you've ever seen Fantone's girlfriend, it's like, oh, geez, Fantone likes <laughs> boobs. Look at you. Right. I mean, it's, it, you're not that far now. But for some reason, I don't know, we were jumping and like roughhousing on the couch or whatever, Okay. and out of nowhere, I hear this, I want to touch you, and I couldn't believe he said it, and I ended up slicing the palm of my hand open with like this rusty (laughs) two-inch pocket knife I had over the sexual nature that was Def Leppard. Quit rolling your eyes at me, audience. I told you I wasn't sure it was interesting. Why did you cut yourself? So you have the knife. I'm like, are you like dancing
1: r- with the knife? Or like, like, what like, are you? Okay. I think I'm jumping
0: up and down on the couch. <laughs> if i remember remembering correctly. And he said it, and I was kind of shocked, and I kind of, I don't know, I think I put my hands together and be like, what the hell's happening? And I, yeah, stabbed myself in the palm of the hand with a rusty two inch pocket knife. Probably, probably just practicing to lay the other two inches in the palm later that night. I don't know, maybe I don't know. I don't know, but I cut myself listening to Deaf Leopard. Not on purpose. It wasn't like yeah. it was the cure and I was trying to I show was, how to do it. I was gonna I was. say,
1: I don't think anybody was cutting themselves the Deaf Leopard back in the day, bro. I don't think.
0: Again, I told you I wasn't sure if it was interesting. <laughs> I told you. I gave you that I gave you guys an out. You had an out. What are you still listening for? New turn Tuesday and a shot at a thousand dollars. Next on Rock 106. A day in this country commits suicide. That's crazy. That number's way too high, and we can, I believe, put a dent in that. And so we'll, uh, well, I'll at least start to do my part with that this evening. Safe 22's been at it a little while. Um, do have confirmation that uh, my buddy Jason, who is like the merch master is what they call him, but he's like, he's Mushroomhead's merch dude, uh, has hooked us up with a like grab bag full of uh, merch- uh, Mushroomhead merchandise that will be given away in some fashion this evening. I have not gotten with anybody yet to find out how we're going to do that, but it will be given away. So we have some of that. Um, So I'll see you guys out there this evening to benefit Save 22 at, again, Tozy's Magnolia there, 144 North Main Street. We will start New Tour Tuesday now. We have new Nelly for you. This song is called Freaky With You.
2: Let me lick you up and down. Your body, baby, make you real hot Let me do all the things that a brother won't do Tell me why, cause tonight, baby I wanna get freaky with you uh, Yeah, pretty lady, nice to meet you My name is Lelia, yeah She said, baby, you don't need to You know I know who you are as soon as you put up, I peach you. Lay stress or see through. Got to talking about a boyfriend. Be trying to hit about right other people. Think she said he was a ball player. But all his plays on the review. Four play, that's a preview. Ground two, that's a sequel. Baby, I can keep a secret. He ain't gotta know what we do. We lowers the ground. Call me when he ain't around. and Please. Please.
1: Nelly currently facing sexual assault, assault charges by four different women right now. Um, I'm reading. I'm reading an article from earlier this week where the woman in court has now testified and you know given her. Uh, her testimony on exactly what is that, what happened, and doesn't read very well.
0: I, I mean, no, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, I was pretty sure it was four this year or whatever it was, and I know the, like, the one case they said, ah, we don't have enough, we kind of need to move away from this one, but there's a few others, and it's like, dude, is this really the song you want to be putting out right now?
1: I guess at this point, is any song the song you want to be putting out right now? There's a little bit of me that's like, I understand... If you have allegations against you that aren't true, you're going to want to feel like, well, I should be able to do whatever I want because these allegations aren't true. Who are they to stop me from doing my job and, and, and doing what I'm doing here? But like, dude, these are pretty serious allegations. And like, if you're the record label from their perspective alone, isn't it like, nah, bro, we're going to we're going to push another record.
0: How does this not not that it not that it is true, but how does this not make you look guilty? Like, how does this not play for people like
1: having a sex song?
0: Like, dude, you're in the middle of this, and the song you're putting out starts with "Let me lick you up and down." Like, I believe that's actually pulled from like a '90s R&B, yeah. like Jodeci or something like that, like 112, one of those kind of things. I think that's actually pulled from a previous song. I could be wrong on that, but I think that there's a little bit of you're not. I mean, he's allowed to do whatever he wants, but he's not helping himself. I guess is the point I'm ultimately trying to make.
2: Play that's a preview, ground to that sequel. Baby, I can keep a secret. Ain't gotta know what we do, we lowers the ground. Call me when he ate around. Do you say something
1: And then to get back into this? I don't know, it's this, this not even a very good song. Again, dude, remember how big he was for about a three-stretch period, for the three-year oh, yeah.
0: period? Big. Dude, Country Grammar, smash it. Pimp Juice, smash it.
1: It was just a part of the right stuff at the right time. It was very easily digestible rap music. It was like, you know how people talk about pop country? It was pop rap, and it was just very, like, it was a huge hit. Dude, Country Grammar will still pack a dance floor, I bet, today.
2: Got some ideas on what we can do I'm talking about the unspeakable. you sendin' sitting in your silhouette. It's amazing we ain't on a pillar yet. Cause the way that you didn't get me hypnotized. You came with your girls and I'm with the guy. I call that lady, go get the ride. You straightened my place for a different vibe. I swear I ain't never seen take a guy. I've learned something that you want to improvise right now. Don't make a sound, you know, who we're in the make you. Both
1: Jane Doe 1 and Jane Doe 2. I uh, have very similar stories that I'm reading here of Nelly forcing oral sex on them. So a lot of similar, you know, forcing himself
2: orally on them, yes, or forcing them to
1: perform oral on him to perform oral on him. OK, I am
0: what I would call an oral sex enthusiast. OK, and I'm, I bet most men in their car. went, Yeah, dude, me too. Duh, right? I cannot think of anything more unpleasant than forcefully taking that action on somebody who doesn't want to be doing it. Now, there is something pleasurable, obviously, we all kind of know, about forcefully doing that activity, but if she wants that, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, I can't think, I can't find pleasure in that.
1: Well, I mean, and I don't know, maybe I'm making this too simple, but like, in a situation where you're raping somebody I mean putting something in their mouth that just seems dangerous to me you know what I mean like
0: potential for things to not go the way you think think they're they're going to go Right? absolutely yes Jesus, this is getting way off the rails. Let me
2: make you up you say something, I'll never go stop, I'll never stop. Let me play with your body, baby, make you real high. Let me do all
0: the things that the brother won't do. Yeah, who was this? Was it 112? Was it Joe? Like, who was this? Whose song was this? I remember I had it. I think it's Jodeci, right? I could be way wrong. I don't know, but I, uh, but I, I, I wish I could remember that because I remember having that cassette. I think it was even.
1: Uh, it is "Freak Me, Baby" by Silk. Silk, silk. that's right. Yeah, silk. silk right I forgot there. about Freak Silk, me silk baby. dude. I forgot oh, about yeah. those guys.
0: Yeah, I forgot about. Do we
1: have that? Oh uh, yeah. Do we? Oh, yeah. Let me get it's to you. Let me go, hear a little silky. Give me a little silky.
0: On. Give me silky, bud. Oh, I remember that, dude. This is, dude. This is like winter formal for your boy right here. Oh my god, just standing up against the wall in the gym.
1: Right, just, pick me, bitch. Just, just, just hoping that your erection doesn't make its way out of the corduroys there.
0: Just wearing the tightest underwear yeah. of all time. Oh my god, that is so funny, dude. Yeah, that was back when everybody was trying to be black, dude, right? Even racists wearing cross colors. <laughs> dude, the whole dude, the country was weird.
1: Leather African pennants,
2: it was just a weird every, time. Just
0: every place, right. Chess king filled with those three colors. That's it. That's it. Green jeans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bugs Bunny on sweatshirts. It was a very weird time, dude. A very weird time. All right, Fanto, let's vote on the new Nelly Freaky with you, buddy. It's a turn.
1: Um, Aside from all the sexual assault that we were talking about and the rape allegations and all these different things, that was just a bad song. Like, I'm going to call that one a turd and it stunk. I
0: can't remember the last time Nelly took a big swing like that and missed this massively. That is a turd of a song. It's a turd. We have new Keith Urban for you. The song's called Coming Home. That's next on Rock 106.9.
3: Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword bank to 200200. You'll get a text confirming entry Plus, iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to 200-200. Rock 1069. Uh,
0: still to come is the Bad Wolves cover of Zombie, the Cranberry song. But before we get there, we need to uh, play this Keith Urban. The song is
1: Coming Home. Sounds, sounds a little urban. It, yeah, it does. Right? To start, you're right. Urban means black, by the way.
4: I wake up feeling in my soul. In someone
1: else's life He's not my favorite, but he can sing. Oh, undeniably, the guy can sing. Like he, yeah, he's, yeah,
0: he's got stuff going on. He's not my favorite. I, uh, he did, and again, it was a Sam Hunt written song, but it, Cop Car by Keith Urban, that song was so, so good. But he, I'm not the biggest fan, but he is talented.
4: In someone else's life
1: I think often the gripe against country guys is they can't sing. Like right. that's, that's the number one thing. It's like, dude, you're not even a good singer. But no, Keith Urban's got chops. I agree.
4: I'm turning into concrete. Harder than these city streets where no one even cares if I'm alive. I gotta get it right. Mm. A lot of
1: stuff going on get in this right. song. More than an average country song. There's things happening. I
4: don't dislike it, though. There's a place in I know Wrap myself around you, never let you go There's nothing in the world, it feels like The place that I know, where they all know me I gotta get back, none of the ones who love me Wrap myself around you, never let you go There's nothing in the world, it feels like Coming home
1: Outside of him having a little bit of country like twang to him doesn't feel like a country song could be a, a, a Gavin DeGraw song or Ed Sheeran. Right? Oh, he's got a ton of those though. Okay. Like this
0: is not the first time Keith Urban's kind of done that. He's okay. got a ton of those.
4: not Not even a is good enough to get me through the night.
1: I kind of like that part right there. Yeah, that little like,
4: get it right yeah, I kinda whatever
0: like
1: that. that is, that's cool. I like it. Produced really well too. Yeah, I would
4: agree.
0: And this, he, this is a perfect example of what I'm always talking about. And I, and I already referenced it here just a couple of minutes ago is that Keith Urban is a perfect example of what I'm always talking about, how far people are really away from stardom, is Sam Hunt was all the rage. And I kept asking country fans, where's the headlining tour? Right. There isn't one. Because I think ultimately people kind of know, it's like, dude, it's not really in there. He's a great writer. And if you listen to Sam Hunt's version of Cop Car, it's okay. And then you go listen to what Keith Urban and a music producer that knows how to make a hit did with it, and it's a smash I mean smash, and I tell you that to say that I feel like this song could have easily been a eh, eh, throwaway from a lesser artist, but you give it to a seasoned vet who has been through smash hits, songs that didn't quite make it, their decision making gets a little bit better in the studio, this and that, and I, it turns out with something very listenable.
4: There's nothing in the world it feels like the place that I know where they all know me I gotta get back now the ones who love me wrap the around you never let you go there's nothing in the world
2: It's only one call away,
4: but it's Ooh. not the same. We'll to yeah, no, it's only one call away, but it's not the same. Just say, you know. it's only one call away, but it's
1: not the same. It's the same. I think this is Julia Michaels.
4: Away, I don't know, know if I know the her. There's a place that I know where they all know me. She didn't I wrote, gotta it. get back now the you, never let you go. There's nothing in the world that hey. feels hey. like. The place that I know when they all know me, I gotta
0: New Keith Urban coming home. Fantone, give me the vote on that one, buddy.
1: Not a turd. Yay. Um, a very um palatable song right there. I think that's going to be a big old hit record. Um, and honestly, had a pretty good sound to it. Like I said, I think produced very well. Very well. Keith Urban can definitely sing, and the chick that was on that, Julia Michaels, I guess a uh, a songwriter who is trying to kind of like break out of just being you know behind oh, the, okay. behind the scenes there. That's how she, they do that now. Yeah. She was she was. A big part, I guess, in writing the last Linkin Park album. Is that right? Which is where Chester killed himself <laughs> apparently so huh. long. Like, there you go. Yeah, she was She was a co-writer on the song Heavy. Interesting. I would have never guessed that. Wow, interesting factoid mm. there.
0: Fanto with his Google game Yeah, struck. dude, just
1: Googling this chick. Okay.
0: I am going to agree with you yet again. I feel like the new Q, uh, Keith Urban coming home, not a turd.
2: Not a turd.
0: <laughs> nope, that will be a big old hit. The Bad Wolves cover of the Cranberry song, Zombie, to end the program next on Rock 106.9.
3: hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock
0: 106.9. On that one, felt like it was actually pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. And this one, uh, multiple listeners asked, can you please play this for New Tour Tuesday? Uh, we were going to go with the new Bullet for My Valentine, but I got asked by so many people via Twitter, Do you play this cover of the Bad Wolves doing the Cranberries song, Zombie? Now, I have not heard this yet, but so many of you asked for us to review this for New Tour Tuesday that I was like, all right, this can't be denied any longer. Like That many people have asked, there must be something in this song, let's play this, and so we decided to go with it today. Here's the Bad Wolves doing Zombie.
3: I Heart Radio Music You Should Know, featuring Bad Wolves, Zombie.
1: There you go. She'll introduce it, I guess. Do you know anything else about bad wolves? Is this another Not at all. you know you get you have zero clue? No. Okay,
4: all
2: right. We
0: cranberries at blossom once when this song was like the song that was out at the moment and dude the amount of it looked just like a sea of people rocking back and forth in that lawn as she was like belting this chorus out it's one of those moments where i was not a big cranberries fan it's not like i disliked them but i was never like that's my band But it is one, and I've been to a thousand shows, obviously, working in radio as long as I have and working at a concert venue, two of them, as a matter of fact. I've seen a thousand shows, honestly, many, many more. And that is one of those concert moments I will never, ever forget in my life.
1: definitely has a cool voice. I wish it was a little bit like, I don't want to say angrier right there, but a little less singy, a little more screamy right there. But maybe in the second chorus, we'll get into it. I, my
0: first initial take is it's okay. It's okay. But the tempo of the cranberries version was better. Like it was a little bit more sped up. This is a little too like, Jesus, dude, like it feels like you're dragging something on the ground.
1: Yeah, slowing down these cover songs is the move, dude. I don't know if it just seems more like haunting or or what? That's like, the word.
0: That's the word right there. That's what they were trying to do. Haunting is the right word.
1: Yeah, that's the second time they changed lyrics there. Something, because one of them, at one point he said something about war with drones, and it was like, what? That definitely wasn't in the 90s, and then he said 2018 right there, so I
4: don't know. Oh, that's true.
0: I picked up the 18, I didn't pick up the first one. Twitter for this. I, I'm hearing from Quentin that the lead singer uh, stood in for uh, Five Finger Death Punch on tour uh, while he was in rehab. They're now going to go out on the road together, the Bad Wolves and Five Finger Death Punch. And also, I guess the lead singer of the Cranberries, the woman that had died, was supposed to sing on this song that morning. She was supposed wow. to lend herself to the vocal. Wow. So I guess the Bad Wolves have released a video and the song and all the proceeds are going to her family.
1: Right there, and their drones with their tanks and their bombs and their guns and their drones. So she,
0: yeah, he's adding drones yeah. in there because that's uh, uh, making it timely. Yeah. I mean, it feels a little strange to me, but okay.
2: That's what you wanted yep. right there. Yep,
3: and I agree that makes it better.
4: Create your own Bad Wolves custom station there you with iHeartRadio.
1: There you go. Download, download it. 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 Listen to it. God forbid we forget Definitely to pimp it. Just make sure that you know about iHeartRadio. You guys God need to download God it. God
0: forbid we just don't get the
1: thousandth <laughs> mention of the hour in for that goddamn
0: thing. I, Phanto, uh, give me the vote on the Bad Wolves cover of Zombie. I'm going to go with... <laughs> it's half a
1: I, Expectations dictate really, you know, happiness here. And I think I just had such a high expectation because everybody's like, no, dude, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. It didn't suck. But it wasn't that good, so I'm gonna call it a half right there. Three for three, buddy. That's a half a turn. Yeah, G- it's half a turn.
0: It's not like it's bad. Yeah. But it's wildly unnecessary. Don't need it at all. And honestly, the, the the slowing it down and the tempo to make it more haunting. And you were so right. That's what they're doing these days. It honestly, it falls flat on me. It felt like you needed to drag it. And honestly, now
1: I just want to hear the original. And when it was like when Disturbed did, what was that song that they just did? The Sound, did? Of, the sound silence, of Silence. The Sound of Silence. And everybody was just J and O to it. Like, dude, you got to listen to this. And it was like, all right, awful. I like, guess. it wasn't good
0: at all. Like, I yeah, I I. I, I I think this bad wolves cover better than that. Yeah, but ultimately unnecessary. Mm, right. Didn't need it. Half a turd. Uh, before we get out of here, I will tell you that tonight you can find me at Toesies and Magnolia. I'll be uh, guest bartending uh, to benefit a charity that is Save Twenty Two, local organization here that uh, raises awareness. And tries to put a dent in the fact that 22 veterans a day commit suicide in this country. That is crazy. Our good uh, friends from the Mushroom Med Camp have uh, donated a bag of merch that we will be passing out tonight. And again, I'll be out there slinging drinks for about two hours, hanging out with all you guys. Nice. Uh, you know, getting to meet some of you and uh, benefiting Save 22. Can't wait to do that. We'll see you guys there tonight. Aside from that, we're done. Teresa has $1,000 for you at 1010. She'll give you your next keyword. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 1069. Have a great day. See you. The Stan's Show.
3: All right. I like it. I like it. I love it. I love it. Rock 1069.